you want to start a business, start a business, try it. What's up? What's up? Welcome back to the Wild Business Growth Podcast presented by Hippo Direct. This is your place to hear from a new entrepreneur or innovator every single Wednesday morning who's turning wild ideas into wild growth. I'm your host, Max Brandstetter, digital marketing due to Hippo Direct. And you can email me at max at hippodirect.com for help using your podcast as a marketing tool. This is episode number 70, and today's guest is my mom. Yes, Joanne Brandstetter. She is the CFO of Hippo Direct. She is one of the most important people in my life. I can't even put it into words. She is just an incredible person. I can't wait for you to hear what she has to say. And, you know, recording this during Thanksgiving week, I mean, there's no better time to appreciate family. So she's Mrs. B, a.k.a. JoJo, a.k.a. Joanne without an E at the end, a.k.a. my mom. So let's get to it. Enjoy the show. All righty. We are here with the CFO of Hippo Direct, but I have a different title for her. Hi, Mom. Hey, Maxie. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I am doing great as well. This is really special. Uh, this comes, you know, this is recorded exactly one year after I interviewed Dad. Hippo Direct, our president and founder, Greg Brandstetter, which was episode 18. So it's always fun to do a special family edition during Thanksgiving. And for you, my first question that I'm dying to ask is, how was that commute from upstairs to the basement today? (laughs) It was an easy commute, Max. Good. I'm good. You didn't have to catch an Uber or anything. No. (laughs) So we're going to get into a lot about your side of the Hippo Direct story and you know memories from when Andrew and I were, were growing up little kids and you guys are trying to build this business and trying to build a family at the same time, which is, uh, you know, I think turned out okay. I may be a little bit biased. But before we get into that, I'd love to know more about, you know, your upbringing and before the Hippo Direct story started from your end. So let's start with grandma and grandpa. Let's start with Grandma Adele and Grandpa Henry, you grew up University Heights, Ohio, yep. not far outside of Cleveland. How would you characterize your upbringing? Like what, what, were, what were mom and dad or my grandma and grandpa doing when you were growing up? Well, first of all, I had a great upbringing. I went to school, did my homework, did everything I was supposed to do, went on to play tennis in high school. Actually, I played tennis my whole my whole life, up to college. In the womb. Well, not in the womb. <laughs> <laughs> then I've kind of put that aside for now. But we were a tennis family. My parents played tennis early on. They were belonged to a country club, so we would go out there and swim, and they'd be golfing and tennising. And then my brother and I became tennis. We both became tennis instructors as we grew up, up to high school. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents both had jobs outside the home, but as well, they both were entrepreneurs themselves. Well, when I was little, my mom was had a specialty invitation company, her and my aunt Evie, which is was your aunt. Yeah. And they would do invitations for people on the side. So they were able to be home with us kids growing up while we were in school. 
and do things with us and do participate in PTA and all that, hmm. as well as making some money. <laughs> that sounds familiar. And my dad, he had a he was one of those that always wanted to be involved in everything. As you know, he's Mr. Question. And he's curious about everything. <laughs> he wants to try new things. And that's how he was back then. He has obviously slowed down some now, being 95. But he had his own company, American Direct Marketing, which was imprinted sportswear. And he also had a would set up pizza fundraising programs for schools. So he was out a lot doing those. They were pretty much all local. He really wasn't out of town in the evenings. But they both were entrepreneurs, and that's how they got through. And then they did both have jobs along the way, mm -hmm. especially once we were out of the house. My brother and I, Cliff, who's five years older. Yeah, I thought you said five years old for a second. I was no. like, wait, this has – I have a lot of questions now. <laughs> but uh, so I find it interesting because, you know, Andrew and I grew up with you and dad always around the house, and whether you were working or whether we had family time or whatever was going on. We grew up and we're used to you guys at the house and kind of that that whole thing and being close as a family and the business side of that as well. And I never thought of it from the respect that you really grew up in a very similar situation from that regard is how present your parents were in the home. And it wasn't like they were always out working at a different office or something and then, you know, coming back late at night. It was really that they were around all the time for that. Do you think that had an impact on how you raised Andrew and I? Well, I think it didn't. Same with me. I didn't really think about this till recently that they were, it was similar. My dad was obviously out more because he did have more full-time jobs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, his but body. definitely my mom was around and that was great. You know, in elementary school, we could, we were able to walk home for lunch. So, because the school wasn't that far and she would have lunch on the table for me and stuff. It's a Aww. little different than now where you eat at school, you pack a lunch. So that, right. was, that was very cool. Still do. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> That is cool. And then I know you helped out Grandpa a lot with yes. with his business. And, yes. I, and I remember, I have memories of, you know, even once when Sandra and I came around, when we were little kids, going to Grandma and Grandpa's house, and Grandpa had tons of stuff for his business in the basement, and you guys were, you know, making runs for the business, everything like that. What was your role with Grandpa's business that, that you mentioned? Uh, that was with the imprinted sportswear I think you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Right. I would go with him on calls to schools and just be his sidebar, I guess. Just help out. And just... <laughs> that was your title? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really have a title. You know, I I helped him out, helped deliver, helped place orders, did some of the printing. We had a T-shirt printer and cap printer in the basement. Mm -hmm. So printing machines. So I would help with those and I'd pretty much be the organizer. I'd say that I was more organized than my dad, and I still <laughs> oh, am. Oh, that's a real knock on you, a... Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, let's just say that your dad would probably not think I'm organized. But <laughs> <laughs> from where you're from, where you're coming from, <laughs> I think it depends on the task and what I was working on. Yeah, so you're kind of like a like a utility woman, kind of like a right. you think of like a utility fielder in baseball, kind of like the jack of all trades. You, you that's right. Well. I, I would do anything that's needed, and same with today. That kind of Feeds right in today. If yeah. Direct. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you do you do so much for us uh, in such a wide range of things. How about grandma? When did she I, – I, she had a bunch of different jobs. When did – but I think what – anybody that's familiar with Grandma Adele, 
from the professional level is most familiar with her being involved in city government and was the vice mayor of University Heights for, what was it, nearly 40 uh, years? Over 30 I mean, years. Yeah. Right. She had a few year break in between. Holy cow. But well, we call she, it, we call that the Michael Jordan, and, <laughs> the Michael Jordan comeback when she came back from uh, retirement. <laughs> you know, good for her. She was council person and vice mayor, but that was something I was never interested in. I was interested in her role in that right. and helped with campaigns and everything. We'd go door to door, handing out flyers and everything, but the political angle was not my mm-hmm. thing. Right. Your parents had very different roles there, but everything he kind of keeps coming back to how close you are as a family and, and we're as a family. And you really were willing generously to help out your parents really in the same way that you've helped out the business of Hippo Direct. Correct. What else were you involved? I know that you were up to some other stuff in the business world before Hippo Direct. You had your own business. You did a, a range of different things. Can you take right. us through that? Sure. Well, I went to Indiana University. Go Hoosiers. And that is where I met your father. Ooh. And um, after IU, <laughs> I did graduate Kelly School Business Marketing. And after IU, I, did, I came back to Cleveland and I got a job at Great Lakes Typewriter and Mentor. And they were a typewriter, copier, repair, and sales business. And I was there as a I guess you could say utility. I was the originally. I was <laughs> we'll, the we'll trainer a, a, on the analogy. machines. This was right when there was memory typewriters coming out, mm. and they were Canon and IBM, where they had this little screen on the typewriter. It was only like forty characters wide, and you could type in your letter, and it goes into memory. But you're limited; you don't have a big screen, and your letters in there. And if you have to make changes, you can make changes, and then you can print it out. So I was the trainer for all those different machines that we had there mm. it's funny i always knew that you were super fast at typing like that, go, goes back to high school thank you mrs wish you were, high school <laughs> shout out mrs wish but <laughs> i'm always amazed by it and I, and I still don't have this down the you know quote unquote college keyboarding or quick keyboarding but and the typing so, without looking at your fingers right so I, is that did that role really that inspire that? that well I guess it did help. I don't recall them giving me a typing test when I applied for the job because it really is more of a customer service. It was also a retail establishment. So when people came in to buy mm-hmm. ribbons for typewriters, you may not even know what that is. But uh, I don't even know what a typewriter is. <laughs> oh, sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I've seen pictures. But um, when people came in, I had to, you know, we sold them. Is ribbons? Them. Wait, no, is that the thing? That's the ink. Is that like the whiteout? Or That's is the that... ink. Okay. But yes, there was, a, a there was also... A whiteout one on top of the black with those those better typewriters, yes, mm. which the IBMs and okay. Canons had. So yeah, the thought of how easy it is now to delete something in a Word doc or oh, whatever you're writing in, and it's you're, so much easier versus going in and the whole ordeal of replacing that is is crazy to think about. Right. So so I was a great like typewriter, and um, I did all that, and then my boss wanted to move me into sales. And I was not prepared to do that. I don't think I'm a very good salesman on equipment. I so think you're just extremely humble. I, well, thank you. But it's just a little lack of confidence in that. So hmm. I decided that this might be time. And we were getting close to having children. So yeah, those children. I quit just... my job and the job changed a bit. So I stopped working there. And then I came on working for for your father. With your father, I should say. <laughs> Those darn children just messed everything up, huh? <laughs> yeah, jeez. I feel bad for them. So 
we'll get to Hippo Direct in a minute, but there, there was something else that you did um, from the business standpoint that I think, I think is pretty unique. You want to talk about that? Sure. I was trying to figure out what I could do. I had the typing skills, what I could do to make a little more money. Because, you know, mm. we, we've just gotten married. We, well, we've been married a while. But you always need more money when you're starting out. We bought a house. We we're going to have kids. So I started something called Word Processing Solutions, which was really just a, well, I would go out to, John Carroll was nearby and there were a bunch of business around. I would go put flyers on the wall saying that I could do any of their typing that they need, especially students. Back then, the students don't have the time to type their papers, Mm -hmm. which I actually did some of those in college at IU for other people and made a little money. So I um, would put the signs up, and I got some different customers. I got mostly good customers, but I did have one negative experience with that. Oh, yeah? Do you mind sharing? Not at all. He was a good customer for a while. He was paying and everything, and then all of a sudden he stopped paying. And then it was up to like... 500 bucks and then i i stopped doing his work for him and i ended up taking him to small claims court but he never showed up so really that was a loss for us i didn't so, know you went to court i, I didn't know you were small claims court. court is a very small court it's not yeah. like a well, be, it's just a know, little large claim small, small claim any claims court that you were still in court though i was I, I, yes but anyhow if so, he didn't show up we couldn't win so how does that yeah how how was so that resolved? that was a negative and then i did have a lady who was writing a dedicated story about her her life so that was long that you know that was a couple hundred pages so that worked out well you know i had some good clients and then i did a lot of college kids and it lasted a while and it was a good thing to do because once we started having children i could do that on the side mm. it still goes back right back to the typing right it does, yeah. yeah. We're gonna, yeah, and we're gonna, you know, type this whole transcript out. So. Yes, we are. <laughs> well, no, we'll use the surface fact. Let's get to Hippo Direct. Yes. So, have you heard of Hippo? I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> Hippo Direct's our family business. Um, at the time of this recording, we've been around for 27 years. Actually, Ed started the business year I was born, so it's pretty easy for me to remember the age of it. Sometimes, anyway. 27 years, almost 28 years in business. Now a second generation family business since I joined. How obviously you were exposed, you know, you were married to dad when this idea came about and in our married to dad. But you um still you, you were you were familiar with Hippo Direct before, you know, it was it was introduced to you. How did it come about that there was a possibility of you actually joining the business and, and leaving what you were doing before? Well, that's a good question. Oh, thank you. You're, you know, you're so nice to your son. I don't know if I remember. <laughs> it must I have been a really powerful I, moment. Because I didn't have a job and we had we had you mm-hmm. and I could work at it part time. So I pretty much started coming in there doing, coming in there, going to the basement, I should say. <laughs> Just all like you bit, did today. I, right. They're all businesses within our home, which is fantastic. Um, I was just able to go up and down when I want with or without you. If you were there, you know, you, your first year, you never moved. 13 months, you never moved. <laughs> you were very easy to just take wherever. I didn't even like. You made noises. I didn't like know. roll over. I feel like I would have been like a little oh, off you did balance roll and over, roll over. Okay, but you good. did not crawl. That's you progress. crawled and walked the same month, which was 13 months. Wow. I thought you were going to say 13 years. I'm like, yeah, that sounds like it. <laughs> that would have been good Oh my too. God. So I was really, but, so really. So I was able to, I was able to get a lot done, but the good thing is I could 
go upstairs and take care of you, feed you, do what I needed to do, and come back down and get more work done. We'll spare the rest of those details. Yes. But um, <laughs> really what you're saying is I was the perfectly behaved kid to run a business at that the same time. That is correct. Time. Knew it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then when you weren't, that's when we sent you off to preschool. Ooh, yeah. Sorry. But it was, it was all crying. good. It was all good. That's how you got your social skills and you did Still fine. Still crying. You did fine. <laughs> you survived so, <laughs> i did yeah i haven't been back since and uh you know you've been for a while now our, our cfo and do our finance and accounting and everything in that world but also you help out with a lot of stuff you're helping out with our blog stuff you help out right. with uh a lot of different kind of i don't know if you call them intangibles a lot of different aspects that are important to help the business run are important to to get done in a timely fashion what was your role like at the start there when you first started out like were you did you start in a, a finance or accounting role right away or did that come in time I, I pretty much did anything your dad asked me to do like at the beginning we were selling books so i did fulfillment for the books and the shipping mm-hmm. and all that and then i started doing the accounting just so you know i do not have an accounting degree mm-hmm. but i could do it quickbooks is wonderful yeah and fortunately we were a big company. Mm-hmm. We do well, but it wasn't too big that we needed to bring in other people. So I got everything done, right. and I'm pretty much do whatever the go to girl. <laughs> Down for whatever, yeah. Putting the Down te- for whatever. Putting put the That's team right. on your back. There are times that I may not like what I have to do, but oh, I do well, do you gotta, it. You got to let us know these things. <laughs> <laughs> News to me. No, because no. this is a family business, and you all. You work with each other, you help each other mm-hmm. out, and that's what makes it work. Right. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's got to sacrifice a little bit. Sure. Um, but sure. It's, and I, every there's not one job that's perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm sure of that. So you also like I'm I'm thinking back to my childhood at our old house in University Heights. Yep. Which I have a lot of great memories of, but I was also really young, so probably not like a lot, a lot of memories. But I know Andrew is two years younger. Definitely like barely remembers the old house if even. But before we moved to Solon, anyway, I have memories of you like literally making, you know, popcorn, dripping it with chocolate and vanilla and all these different things and sending that out to clients. And yes. they, like it was even after typical work hours, you guys were doing amazing things and you were stepping up in really, really cool ways just to provide that amazing customer service and something that we take so much pride in. So what do you think about the dynamic of having that business literally in the house, in the basement, and kind of that there's never completely that separation between between work life and non-work life. That's that true, can... especially with your dad. <laughs> when he first started, I think he worked, he could have worked 17, 18-hour days. He, he would always be back down working in the basement. Yeah. And it wasn't like, you know, that the basement was where the business was. He never brought like a laptop or a, a computer upstairs to right. work. So where, it's I mean, always in the basement. Laptops might not have they even weren't been... even been in existence. Right. Where now you could take your laptop and go wherever within the house. Right. You could work off your phone, mm-hmm. work off your iPad, however. Right. But um, sometimes it's not as easy as people think in the home. You really have to be disciplined and you got to stay focused. That's very important. And I would say this, that your dad has that skill. He's fantastic on that. Mm-hmm. I get a little sidetracked at times. I will admit that. But well, you're going to tell me a story. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but 
But the one beauty is you could go down any time of day. If you can't get some something done during the day or you need to take a break, you take it and then you come back. You can come back down for an hour or two later, get it done, which is great. Mm-hmm. There are definitely a lot of upsides to the home business. Mm-hmm. What was that like? You spoke a little bit about it before, but so there were a couple years there where I was in the picture as a, a baby or toddler right? in as you mentioned, I did not move for half that time. No. So <laughs> now, now I'm running around like, you know, my head cut off. And then a couple of years after I was born, Andrew came into the picture. And so all of a sudden you got two little hellions running around or not running around. But you got two little kids who obviously are very important to you. I would hope. I'm just kidding. Yes, <laughs> are, you guys are fantastic. Uh, right back at you. Um, you have two little kids who... I mean, this is your first time having kids, and this is you're you're raising a family, and so you're trying to build a family and make sure these kids turned out okay. Which you know, I think it's up for debate. But you and Dad were also focusing on getting this business off the ground at the same exact time. So those are two. I mean, that sounds like a very very stressful time. What what tips do you have for managing both the business side of things as well as raising young kids at the same time? Put him in preschool. (laughs) (laughs) Never take him out. No, you know what? Once Andrew was born, you were two. Mm -hmm. You were just two. And that's when we started having you going to school. And then we had Andrew. And Andrew moved a lot quicker than you did. (laughs) Um, But you guys were excellent children. We also had my mom and dad around that they were happy to take you guys and do things. We we had no problem getting sitters for part of the day. I didn't work full time. I was only doing part time at then. Mm-hmm. I mean, your dad is the one who really got the business off the go- ground. Mm-hmm. Your dad got the business off the ground. And it was it, it was really cool. That, I mean, Graham and Grandpa still live close to here where you guys live in Aurora, Ohio. But back then at, at our old house, or our first house before Solon, they were what? You know, five. They were like they four were blocks five, away. Five minute walk away. Right, right. So so, so it's really cool they yeah, came they in were great. and they helped were, out. They were great about you know, getting you guys out, taking you to the park, doing things with you guys. How did the dynamic change once Andrew and I started getting older? And once you had, well, we required less of our attention, but you guys were still building this business, obviously. How, what was it like then? Once we And once, you guys required less of my attention as well. So, <laughs> no, ta- never, never. Are you referring to when you were just right when well, you started going about- to elementary school? Let's talk about more, uh, kind of more, I, I'm thinking more of like once it gets to either older elementary school or middle school years. Kind of well, I, I was considered full-time working, still mm-hmm. at Hippo Direct. Things were thriving. And I, I really wanted to be involved with PTA. So yeah. it became where I was going off to meetings and doing some things. I would go off and do some things and work on different committees and be vice president of PTAs and just get involved there. And I think besides helping out the kids, which is what PTA is all about, I think it also was good for me because I kind of miss the social angle of Mm -hmm. working at a company with employees. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was your dad and I, and we had a few other people in and out of there, but it wasn't like a big company. And I do, I need that social part. So that got me everything I needed. I st- I, of course, I still got my work done. You know, people would say, oh, you're so lucky. You could go 
go off and go do PTA and do that. Do you really work? I mean, I got joked on a lot. Mm. But mostly, the truth was I did me. get the work done. But I also was able to enjoy seeing how all the kids benefited from everything PTA does. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. PTA were, gets a bad rap and it shouldn't. No, I don't even know how to spell it. But <laughs> you were, yeah, you're so involved in PTA and anybody who, especially I think like my friends on the football team and is you, you, uh, you and shout out Mrs. Stewart, Lisa Stewart as well. You guys were so present and so helpful, especially as we got to, you know, senior year of football, right. like the whole football team know you. Oh, Mrs. B, Mrs. B. Oh yeah, that was uh, great. And you were well known around. That makes school it all worthwhile, well. right there. Yeah. I do, I do miss that. But believe me, I'm me not too. going back you know to what? the PTA. Me too. <laughs> Unfortunately, there was there was a uh, an athletic ceiling for me as far as football goes, right. so I wasn't able to. Well, uh, I don't think I'd that, be going but... to uh, make cookies for the college team if you were to move on to that. Gotcha. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe I'll, you know, maybe I'll get a little comeback on. But so the PTA it, that was great, and I was able to take you guys to doctor's appointments. You know, there were days you guys were sick that I had to run out never and go take you to an appointment or whatever, mm-hmm. and it, and it was always me because Dad was running the company. It was right. easier for me to do it. But fortunately, we were able to do that. You know, I didn't have to lose any pay or anything, right. and I was able to get my work done. I think that's a really cool point. There, there's a couple different sides that are that are really important to touch on about working from home and being entrepreneurs. Is you guys did have that freedom where if you need to run out for your kid's doctor appointment, you could do that, or um, you know, if they had to do something that was during the workday, you can do that. But at the same time. It's clear to you that the social impact of working is the social nature and being, you know, the kind of camaraderie aspect is something that's very important to you or something that right. you enjoy very much. So I think that's kind of that's a lesson for any entrepreneur or solopreneur or anybody who works from home a lot is that you can have the freedom of, of that side of things and the freedom can be very, very beneficial. But it's so crucial if you're a person who likes to have these social interactions. It's so it, you can still have those hobbies and extracurricular activities where you can meet up with groups and like for you, right. P- PTA was so big of that, but I think, you know, a lot of people play, you know, flag football or kickball, things like that, or go to the, or have uh, like a book club. I know you do book club. Yes. So that social aspect right. is there's, there's like an art there of having both those things. So you finally decide to start a podcast. Congrats. You've never been more excited, but wait a sec. You quickly find out this is way more of a time commitment than you initially thought. You're going to need someone that has you covered behind the scenes. That's where I come in. Email me at max at hippodirect.com and let's get wild. Let's switch gears a little bit. I want to dive into a segment on inspiration and creativity. So think how you stay creative, what you do in your free time to to keep your mind fresh and also kind of keep your mind off work or if there's anything stressful that day. First thing there, what do you do to stay creative? That is a good question, Max. Thank you. I've I've been... I don't consider myself very creative, but... Humble. No. (laughs) Not humble. (laughs) You are creative. You, You have so many... You guys inspire me, you and Andrew. You two are fantastic. Stop. And I'm proud to be your mom. Right back at you. We're not going that angle here. 
Um, <laughs> my creativities, <laughs> and I don't think this is, it's really creative. It's, I'm very into puzzles, all yeah. different kind of puzzles. Mm-hmm. And all of them, whether they're jigsaw, crossword, all those kind, everyone, any kind of puzzle book, that's me. I think I want to be creative. <laughs> I've been collecting beer bottle caps for a while, and I have ideas of what I want to do with them, but I haven't finished that project. And same with seashells. Those are my two things. So yeah. my goal this year is to be creative on those angles. I have it. I have the vision. I just haven't done it. Right. Well, I think you're creative without knowing about it because so many people wouldn't even take that first step of thinking of, oh, I could collect something, you know, that's just out I there and take enough. So right, so right, right, so right now you're just, collecting a lot. Of I don't want to just put my shells in a jar. I do do that, but I right. like. I mean, I spent <laughs> the time collecting them, right. walking along the beach, and it's fantastic. But I like to do something else with it. So right, but you have. Right, I've got it, the ideas. It's just a matter of as, doing the right. But you've done stuff as well, like in your place in in Florida. Yes. Do you have the the big letter B, which I don't know. What yes, I don't know what I it stands for, shells. but it's the <laughs> shells with that are covered in shells, and it's really really cool. And it's right. That very, was very my professionally first done. Which took yeah. a while. What do you think you like about back to puzzles? What do you think you like about puzzles and kind of the challenge of? It's the challenge of completing it, and I get very mm-hmm. frustrated when I can't. Cross crosswords <laughs> are tough. No, that's when you're throwing stuff. I think stuff you're continually learning, and your your brain is always working, and that's important. Yeah. At any age. What's your favorite? Like, do you like the jigsaw puzzles more? Or I know you love uh, Sudoku. I love jigsaw, Sudoku jigsaw as puzzles. well. Like, I do Sudoku as well. I pretty much I like every kind of puzzle. Uh, you've probably set a record for number of Sudoku books and and puzzle books that you've. <laughs> I have a number. I think one year you you and Andrew gave me four books for my <laughs> for for birthday. my birthday or something. Uh, you know, there's a lot of puzzles in there. I can't get through them. <laughs> one day. One day you'll get through all of them. I will get through them. While you're collecting them. seashells at the same time. What <laughs> else What else do you like to do in your free time? So if you're completely ignoring Hippo Direct or anything that's work-related, what are some activities or hobbies that you really enjoy doing besides what you mentioned? I enjoy pickleball and tennis. Yeah, shout out pickleball. Yes. The most Pick- underrated sport, I think. Pickleball is fantastic. We didn't learn about it till we... Went to Florida, and it's a sport that anybody could play. You do not have to have any athletic ability. Well, okay, which well, is great. Know, let's make it sound like athletes here. Well, I'm just saying that <laughs> if you have guests in time, town, and they're not athletic, you could just take them on the court and mm-hmm. you teach them and you play. It's great. Yeah, you can do it without moving. It's fun. Well, you have yeah. to move. You do have to. <laughs> no, move. No, <laughs> I mean you can like even for some like someone who's like a senior citizen or something. Like, yes. You, Theoretically, you can have your feet planted and still get right because the court's smaller than tennis, but the racket is smaller as well. So those are some outdoor things we like to do. Yeah. Oh, I should what say are, I like to do, but Dad does too. Yeah, well, that's a. I mean, I get so excited. Like, I'm already excited for next time that I'm coming back down to Florida to visit you guys. Is because yep. I know we're going to be playing pickleball multiple times. Yes, we will. We always have great matchups as a family, and and when I, whenever anyone's visiting, how do you like? pickleball compared to tennis because you you have such a tennis upbringing i do have a tennis upbringing but it seems like i've been playing more pickleball lately they're just they're just different Mm -hmm. it's just different i mean i think the pickleball is more fast-paced and anyone can get involved you can't just say to someone coming to town let's go play tennis because it really requires a lot of training 
and practice. Right. So you need to play with people who already know how to play. Right. But you do have the skills. Yeah, so I can and, play. And coaching ability to train them. Well, yes, that is correct. <laughs> it's a little bit more of a learning curve than, sure. than pickleball, though. Sure. I always like how pickleball is like it's a real hybrid between ping pong and tennis. It's kind of like a happy medium there. It's fast right. paced, but enough, you are outdoors. But you're moving, which is great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's why it's so great for Florida. And then you asked, I am one of the, I am like a a TV junkie at night. That's how <laughs> yeah. I chill out. You know, I should be reading my book club books. I could be doing other things, but I definitely like to just chill and watch TV, have my iPad in front of me, and right. I also really enjoy cooking. Yeah, you yes. do. I mean, you're an incredible cook. I love cooking cook. for you guys. Your Reese's cookies and, I think because and Hershey I Kiss cooked, cookies are super famous. Go thank ahead. you. Everybody <laughs> loves the Reese's cookies, and they're not mine. I just make them. That yeah, recipe they're, came they're from my of... mom who came from someone else, and, and they're everywhere, and they're so simple. Right. Just a chocolate chip cookie with a Reese's cookie in it, but well. everyone loves it. I can't it. tell you how many people are constantly asking for, for Mrs. B's cookies. Anytime. <laughs> it's beautiful. You can just freeze them and eat them. What do you like on the on the TV side of things? If you could pick one show that you is the only show you could watch from here on out, what would that be? Hmm. We have a sponsorship a, at stake here. That's a tough one. <laughs> I really like medical shows. Mm-hmm. Grey's Anatomy is one of my top, but I, mm. I like them all. I like that in Chicago Med. There's a, there's so many. Yeah. And there's a lot more that I haven't even gotten to, but and it's I can't really say a specific show, Max. I can't do that. It's funny because I, your son, my brother Andrew, is at the time of this recording, he's in his last year of med school, right. and he's always had an interest in the medical world and he's going to be a doctor. And so that's, that's all very exciting. And it's funny that you mentioned medical shows because now that you say that there's so many times that I remember you and Andrew sitting on the couch watching medical shows. Oh, sure. Like you guys watch that together all the time. And you didn't didn't have a medical background. There were so so many medical shows growing up, but he's always, so I wonder how much like you've inspired his interest in that sort of thing. I'm sure it helped because he's always been super. I don't know where Andrew got his inspiration for him to go into medical, besides loving science. That's important. That's true. Right. Bill Nye. And obviously helping people. (laughs) I don't really know, but I've been watching them way before you guys were even in existence. Ooh, burned. (laughs) Nothing against you. (laughs) Right. Yeah, they've been around. But I would say that one of my, my favorite things to do is find a recipe and, and cook it. I'm all about Yeah. I do love to cook. What do you like about cooking so much? Other than your food is phenomenal. I like Thank when you. the food comes out. I'm good. still like craving <laughs> craving last night's dinner. The well, brokies were fantastic. There's more for that. <laughs> I like cooking I I like when people enjoy it, you know? I like to cook for people. So let's get to a fan favorite segment called the Wild Business Shoutout of the Week. The Wild Business Shoutout of the Week! Alrighty. <laughs> wild Business Shoutout of the Week. So this is where we talk about a recent ad or campaign that caught our attention. And there's something with the Muppets that you really like. You mind taking us through that? Right. So the I saw this commercial the other day. The portal from Facebook? Mm-hmm. And the one I saw, the commercial was with Fozzie Bear from the Muppets. Waka waka. Fozzie Bear was chatting with his grandmother, who just looks like Grandma Fozzie Bear. Right. And they were having a conversation with their video chat. Doppelganger. It was fantastic. And at the end, they said, waka waka. 
<laughs> and when I was growing up, I was big into the Muppets. The Muppets was a huge TV show. And there were these two old men that sat up in the balcony. And they reminded me of my grandpa and my uncle Sanford. So it, oh, it meant more yeah. to me. But I never thought, yeah, I totally could see that. I was really a Miss Piggy fan. But <laughs> I loved all the Muppets. So when I saw that commercial, I thought, how how cute is this? And I'm, it, it's a fantastic it is a fantastic <laughs> so uh no it is i think um what they did and what you're describing is they really hit that nostalgia with you like they know they know the target audience the target, to, right. get, to get all nerdy about the business side of why they're they are very familiar with their customer i mean they literally have and we don't need to go down this wormhole but they have a lot of information data on right. th- their users and they know their target demogra- demographic of who they go after and who they go after for everything they do in this case they're clearly you know as as people know facebook the average user is i, I, don't, I don't know the actual age but it's definitely trends a little bit older age than twitter and right obviously snapchat and tiktok and instagram and all these uh well they own instagram anyway they know that age group and they know what you were interested in as a kid. And so they know if they do some partnership with the Muppets, it would be a perfect thing to advertise to people around your age that grew up with the Muppets. Sure. Right. And as well as young kids today, you see a cartoon guy. Yeah. You know, a little kid may not know who Fozzie Bear is. Mm-hmm. Or the Muppets, but they, they do. might be thinking it's a of little like cartoon character, and it's Ted. It's just happy. It's just a. It's a good ad. Yeah. So what do you think? So the actual portal for anybody that doesn't know what it is was the messaging clear enough that you understand what the portal, like what their product is, or was it just the fact that the Muppets were in there is really like what you like so well, much? Well, from about the commercial, it. I could tell what the what the portal was. I don't know too much about it, mm-hmm. but it looks pretty. Basic, I should say. And yeah. I know that they well, see, do have other portals. There's yeah. mini. There's, you could have the portal on your TV. So there's different ways they're going with it. Right. Yeah. It's pretty – it's easy. You, I mean, there's a lot of different apps out now for you know FaceTiming or right. direct – like video chatting, things like that. But I think what works so well for them, the fact that they use the Muppets as like the, the hook or attention grabber, if you will – that's what caught your attention. Right. And had they not done something, had they done something more plain or boring, you might have not remembered that commercial at all with a product like that. So they really, it, it's, you see different brands use testimonials or do partnerships with, with brands and characters, things like that. This one would clearly work from them, at least from the initial awareness standpoint and, right. and recall. I love the characters. I think they're great. You know, we're at a stage where we don't watch a lot of commercials. So. Yeah. That was one that stood out. Right. Yeah. They're like almost, I a, must thing, have been, almost a thing of the past from the TV standpoint. I must have been watching a live show, so I couldn't fast must forward through it. Wow. Sad to say, but that's what's happening. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's a whole new world now. And we're recording this just after Disney Plus came out and everybody's obsessed with right. Disney Plus. Oh, like yes. There's so many streaming surfaces. <laughs> streaming Which seems sur- like a really surfaces, good deal as surfaces. well. Right. It does. There's there, Yeah, there's so many options. So... Let's get to a segment called the unusual. So let's get weird. Oh so boy. let's get let's get unusual here. Talk about pet peeves, quirks, weird talents. So I know that you have 
one million five hundred seventy thousand pet peeves, but we're gonna focus on. Uh, let's start with one. Oh, that sounds so negative. What, uh, no, 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 no. Every everybody's got them. It's it's not a negative thing. It's a. Um, I think it's important to be aware of what you like and what you don't. Anyway, that was a hell of a spin. It's not really a spin what you like. It's me. what's annoying. Right. What, exactly. What you don't like. So, what would you say is your biggest pet peeve? What what jumps to the top? Um, I think the one. That stands out more because there's a company right around here that does this. The the marquee boards outside of a restaurant, the big signs where they put the letters on. They go out physically put the letters on to tell you what the special of the week or soup of the day or whatever. Mm-hmm. When the letters are falling off or they're using oh, yeah. a B for a D or a P or the, just they, they can't <laughs> buy a whole nother set of letters. It really annoys me. Right. Or they misspell something. You know, that's a full representation of your company. That That's exactly. what we see. And if you can't get that right, who knows what else is wrong? Right. I'm completely with I must have got this from you. I, I'm the same way. I think I see it more often if there's light up signs outside in one of the letters, like the light has gone out there. Right. And so like just to use oh. – this is a terrible example, but if like CVS just had CS – like something like that, or there's a space there. And sometimes it can be funny if it forms different words, but same sort of idea is that really annoys me because it's, that is literally people's first impression of your business. And to your point, it's not, it doesn't bode well for the service or the products they have. If, right. If they can't get the exterior facing, you know, if they can't get their quote unquote billboard right. Well, on that one, CVS is, they're usually a standalone building. They own their building so they right. they should be able to fix that sometimes that occurs in a <laughs> building that has like yeah. 10 you know like the right. leasing agent is supposed or the leasing company is supposed to be fixing those and then you're yeah. you're waiting on someone else and that that's a problem yeah i do have you, another one. Oh, you, you read one my more? mind yes i have more but I'm yes, only, please. Keep i'll them just coming. do this one we'll be here all day so once um we were trying to get a interviewing people to clean our home just like this in solon and this this was this man's company. He comes in and he takes off his shoes in our house because that's that's what they do. And he's got a giant hole in his sock. I couldn't get past the fact that he he's representing his company there. <laughs> that he's got a giant hole in his sock. How good a job is he going to do cleaning my house when he can't even put on a sock? Socks aren't that <laughs> expensive. Put on a nice clean sock. So after that, I mean, I let him go price my house, but I knew I wasn't going to use them. So that already, that just stopped it right there. But oh I wasn't going to say get out of my house, like right then. I couldn't right. do that. Right. So you were, I, I thought you were going to find a little patch and kind of like, so cover up the hole. No, <laughs> that would take me all day. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the same, it's the same idea there. It's, that's someone's first impression of exactly. their service. It's the same thing as your letter right. example. Exactly. <laughs> that's funny uh and and as we know dad's big one is the uh, uh the, yellow, the wet floor signs the wet floor sign yes. you talked about that in his episode i have not it I, bugs him time, way more than it bugs me the amount of time i've seen that since he this episode just is crazy. moves him out of the way <laughs> yesterday i was in a store and i just saw the guy drop one it wasn't like a hard a hard yellow cone just drop it on the ground it was like a a plastic sign that just once you drop it it just opens up oh so nifty i, I didn't see sounds any like water dad's... on the floor but there must have been I was gonna say so. sounds like dad's worst nightmare yeah there's a few in the grocery <laughs> store too but we better not get into it <laughs> we yeah we could follow could up. be a whole sec you we could, could have follow a whole, up with that you're a gonna, whole show on just you're gonna peeves. write a book on that piece i could 
How about quirks? What's something that's a little quirky that may, uh, maybe I've called you out for? Maybe Andrew, maybe one of us has called you out on before or, or friends, but it's something that is about your personality. It's who you are. You're, you're not going to change it. Oh, you might have to call me out right now on one. I don't really know, but Andrew did call me out recently on something, but I did change it. I was oh. sending texts with double question, oh. double or triple question marks <laughs> after a question, and he informed me. I don't know if he said it was rude or just wasn't right. It, can, it he, came across like the tone it comes came across, across like a tone, but that wasn't my intention. I don't know right. why I did it, but as soon as he told me that, oh, well, I don't I, do it anymore. He's, I, I'm sure he's not being that hard or doesn't mean to be hard oh andrew's on you, but hard on me yeah <laughs> but it's a loving way <laughs> there you go andrew but no that's a funny point i mean you see that all the time text well, like text texting i i mean i love texting it's a great form of communication it's much quicker than a phone call and much there's a lot of times where a text is perfect and you don't need anything else but when it comes to sarcasm which i'm fluent in and when it comes to some things where you're joking or you know, whether it's just you putting a period at the end of the sentence first. I know a lot of people now, like including me, just don't even like to use periods in text or well, punctuation. Like, like <laughs> I think it's a, I think it's a generational thing. It is a generational. But I, like I think to... it's text is so hard to read. It's so hard to detect the tone from it. And I had no idea, but I, I, I fixed that. So it's not really a quirk. <laughs> oh, you don't need to change. Well, I changed that. I still use go, a couple Andrew. exclamation points after a. No, a couple, a couple exclamation points. Right. I do use those. But that's different. Gotcha. Like the question marks really, I had no idea. Gotcha. It does seem, but, it, it seems a little more intense when you have repeated punctuation. But I, I think it's funny. I feel like, you know, people have been writing stuff for years and years and years, but punctuation hasn't become this much under the microscope magnifying glass until text messaging. It's funny. <laughs> so I don't know if this is a quirk. I'm sure but it is. But it seems... So sometimes when I'm sleeping on my back, my knees are in the air. Not my feet, straight oh. <laughs> up. I sleep with my knees up. It's the Joanne. Is that a quirk? It's the I Joanne know. pose. I really don't know, but I find the same. So you do you fall asleep that way or does it happen in the middle of the night and you wake well, up and you're like, What the hell? No, it would be I fall asleep that way. Oh, okay. And it could be because I'm in bed and I got my iPad and I'm on it and then I fall asleep. It's so always that goes on the iPad. And, and then my knees are up because it's holding it up. Right. I don't, yeah. I don't really well, know. I think, it, I think it is comfortable, but I find usually like I'll start out that way. But most of the time when I actually like start falling asleep, all of, all of my legs now. Yeah, I don't. We're, do we're going to get deep into sleep night. positions here. <laughs> and then how about weird talents? So what's something? It could be like a memory trick. It could be. Something sports related. What's something that you're you're really really good at, or just have a knack for, well, but it doesn't have an impact on you know hippo directness necessarily. Well, this isn't really good for anything, and I've heard other people say it. <laughs> That's quite the intro. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> the cherry stem where you could tie it with your tongue. I yeah. can do that. What? And what do you need that for? Sitting in a bar, ate the cherry, and there's the stem. Oh. Really? You did? I, <laughs> and then I put it in a I, knot. I, I, I had no and idea. <laughs> Well, it's not really something you talk about. <laughs> no, you put that. You should have that on a sign with all the all the the letters lit up correctly Weird and proper. <laughs> the the cherry woman. Wow. Okay. You know what? You learn something new every day. Yeah, I don't. know. Maybe you know of a talent I have that I. Well, now we I know. haven't discovered yet. I know of one now. <laughs> so let's wrap up with some rapid fire Q and A. You ready for it? I'm ready. Sound like SpongeBob there. That was. <laughs> um. 
Under the sea. <laughs> we'll sample that music. All right, rapid fire Q&A. How you got here today. And I don't mean it that way. <laughs> Take that out. That was my education, wasn't it? <laughs> you guys grew up watching SpongeBob. When I was sitting there not moving, I was just watching SpongeBob. No, SpongeBob wasn't even out then. But all right, let's get wild. Who is your favorite tennis player of all time? Professional tennis player of all time? Serena Williams. Heard of her. Yes. yes. She, she's done she's done all right with her she's career. She's done a lot. Yeah, she she's incredible. She is incredible. How about what is your Ooh, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to put a, a qualifier in this. Oh boy. What is your favorite thing to cook or bake other than your famous Reese's cookies slash Hershey Kiss cookies? Brisket. Ooh. And Evie's brisket recipe. Yes. That's good stuff. Who's your favorite musical artist of all time? Elton John. Oh, okay. I, I, I was curious if it was going to be Elton or Billy Joel. Or what, what, yeah, it's what, tough. The Mavericks. It's You're tough. a big Mavericks fan. I love the well. Mavericks as well. But I've only just started. It's only been a few mm-hmm. years since I've come across them. What is, I know it's hard to think of, but what do you think is the hardest you've ever laughed? You did some impressions when you were little. Oh, oh, you had to bring this up. Yeah, the banana <laughs> the song fat man. and the fat man. You'd walk around with your stomach all the way up. You were little <laughs> and you'd walk and make a face like I'm the fat man. And, <laughs> oh, God. But I don't, I don't know if come that's back the all-time. I'm sorry, I don't know the answer to that one. I have vague memories of of, of Fat Man, but I'm I a, I'm a believer not in done laughing. That just so you know, I love to laugh. Who doesn't? Yeah, I love to laugh. It's a good thing. It's it's a great thing. It's and a, you should. It's laugh. important. Everybody should laugh. <laughs> <laughs> How about travel? We love traveling as a family. We've traveled to a lot of different places. Yes. I asked Dad what his favorite trip was, so I'm going to go in a different direction for this interview. A place you haven't been yet. Where? What's something? What's a place that you really, really want to go and think would be an awesome vacation, but you haven't been yet? Italy. Ooh. See. <laughs> I love Italian what food. Part? Just And the scenery is beautiful. Everything mm-hmm. I've seen about it. All of it. Perfect. All right. Cool. So <laughs> so we'll be booking that vacation a couple days, right? Oh. <laughs> that would be down the line Italy, a little bit. Uh, Italy. That I feel like it would never get old. You know, Andrew but- said, once he becomes a doctor... He gonna take Dad and I on a trip. Mm, this is on the record. He now. didn't say it was just to Columbus or Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're gonna it's see Italy, the, Andrew. <laughs> you're gonna see the Rust Belt. And last one: If you were starting a band, what would the name be? The JoJo's. Ah, I knew I knew Did JoJo you? was gonna come. I knew JoJo was gonna come in. Yes, I don't. Okay. Yes, JoJo, your your nickname, your famous. The few nickname. people call me JoJo. Back in, when I was a kid, it was Jay-Z, my initials. But JoJo comes up more often now. I like it. JoJo's has a ring to the it. JoJo's. There, there is already a There jo- might already be a There's JoJo's. a JoJo, but I don't know about JoJo's. You could be the, the JoJo's, JoJo's. Plural. And every every person in the band's name is JoJo. Something. Okay. It's just like the Donnas. <laughs> but I, I know we got to wrap up. Mom, this has been amazing. Uh, thank you so much for being willing to being interviewed and sharing your stories uh i learned a lot that i didn't know maybe too much but i am <laughs> kidding but um this is really 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 fun and it's just so cool doing it during thanksgiving where family you know it's i just always think of family time over thanksgiving so thank you for 
for sharing your your story and your side of well, hippo thank direct. you i didn't even get into a number of things <laughs> see we could you you didn't know <laughs> I'd like how to long add it was more on but i'm not you allowed. didn't know how long it was i'll come be. back for number two it flies by right? i know it does fly by yeah. and it's fantastic and what you're doing here with wild business growth podcast is great max thank you very proud of you thank you so I'm much very happy to have you on the team thank you you know and i love doing stretching this like an athlete believe yeah, it or not, not yeah all my worries first first interview right yeah I got more. I got more to say. <laughs> so, where's the where's the best place for people to connect with you? Well, as you said earlier, I'm I'm one of those older Facebook people. I, I, no, I don't think I said that. You that didn't way. say uh, that. You said go back. People older like the Facebook. So I am on Facebook. Not to put every little thing I do on Facebook, but more just follow follow <laughs> people. And I do post pictures and birthday wishes. That's pretty much what I do on there. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm on Facebook as Joanne Zucker Brandstutter. And Joanne, this is a distinction. We're so used to it. But Joanne, J-O capital A-N-N. Well, and, on Facebook, and, I don't think that right. matters. But there's no E No on E on the N. That is right. No E. We're an anti-E podcast. Anyway, <laughs> Joanne. And then uh, you want to shout out your email as well? Sure. It's Joanne at hippodirect.com, J-O-A-N-N at hippodirect.com. No E on the end. Perfect. No All e. right. Last thing here. Final thoughts. Stage is yours. It could be, you know, the new hit single from the JoJo's or it could be a, a quote line. Anything you want, you could do, a, you know, just clap your hands. Whatever you want. Send us off. Final thoughts here. Well, I just want people to know that if you if you want to start a business, start a business. Try it. There will be obstacles along the way. But... Most likely you'll do well. And if not, you'll try something else. But don't sell yourself short. Just do it. Just do it. Just oops. (laughs) You could say Thanks, Mom. Love you, Mom. Love you too, Maxie. Thanks. Well, if that's not the most heartwarming thing you've ever heard, thank you, Mom, Joanne, and thank you, Wild Listeners, for tuning in to another episode. If this episode put a smile on your face or even, you know, maybe a little smirk. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite app and leave us a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts. You can also check out our marketing and business growth resources and more at hippodirect.com blog and hippodirect.com newsletter. That newsletter is the Hippo Digest and it's your place for wild marketing ideas every single week. And of course, I don't know why I said it that way, but... Come say hey on Facebook and all your other favorite social media apps at the handles HippoDirect and Max Brandstetter. Until next time, let your business run wild. Bring on the bongos! <laughs>